0: Hi, my name is John Paulson. Uh, Welcome to 444's Most Accurate Podcast. Uh, Normally you'd be hearing Anthony Stalter's voice right now. We uh, did record a pod, uh, but there was uh, quite a bit of feedback on his end. Uh, He could hear himself talk. It would be really annoying for you to listen to. So I'm just going to do a quick solo pod because uh, he had to get on air and uh, on the radio there in in St. Louis. So I'm just going to talk about a few items that are important for week one. Hopefully we'll have our uh, software straightened out. Uh, Next week, we're trying out new software, and uh, the first uh, time it went very well, and the second time we had a a bit of a hiccup here. So we will hopefully have it straightened out for you next week. Before we cover any of the latest news, I want to talk about a couple things. Uh, Use code TMAP, the most accurate podcast, TMAP, to get 10% off any uh, 444 subscription. Uh, You can also check out our other podcast, TFS MVP with TJ Hernandez and Holt Kushner. And then Holden also has a solo pod called Fantasy First. It's a short daily pod that uh, covers the latest fantasy news. Uh, so the things I want to talk about today, number one, uh, the Le'Veon Bell update. He was supposed to show up Monday, everybody thought. He didn't. Then they said maybe Wednesday he'd show up so he could get the install for, for week one. Uh, he didn't show up on Wednesday. And uh, now the, the latest deadline, so to speak, is Saturday for him to get his week one uh, paycheck. I think either way, he's not going to play in week one. So James Conner is now an RB2 uh, for fantasy purposes for week one. Uh, Conner looked good in the preseason. He even caught uh, seven balls for 61 yards. So he's being used in the passing game as well. I think he's a nice uh, sneaky start here in week one. As for Bell, his agent was on uh, in an interview. I watched his interview and it sounded like Bell's priority is to preserve his body for his free agency. So that would indicate, if if that's being truthful, which is always questionable from an agent, that he would uh, legally sit out ten weeks, according to the rules, NFL rules. He could sit out ten weeks and still hit free agency next season. If he does sit out ten weeks, he'd be giving up eight hundred fifty thousand dollars plus in salary each week. So that'd be eight point three million that he would be passing up in order to save his body uh, for the next free agent contract. So. That seems sort of unlikely to me, but at the same time, he seems pretty dug in. And if he is uh, being truthful about the next contract being his number one priority and his body being uh, ready for that, uh, then he he could sit out the entire season, or not entire season, but 10 10 weeks. The other issue is that Bell did tell ESPN earlier in the offseason that he wasn't going to absorb 400 touches uh, on a one-year franchise tag deal, uh, which would also indicate that he's uh, going to hold out for the long term. I looked at uh, FFPC ADP thanks to uh, one of my friends on Twitter, at FantasyADHD. His name's Josh, great guy. He pulled some ADP for me. Bell's going in uh, the mid-first to mid-second round. I know most drafts are over now, uh, but that's sort of his value right now as a low-end RB1, uh, mid-to-low-end RB1. Obviously, if he returns, he's back up to top two or three status. And then James Conner is going on average pick 802. But he's gone as early as the fourth round and as low as the twelfth round in that ADP, uh, typically going in the eighth round. So basically, uh, RB2 status for Connor uh, as long as Bell is out. Carson Wentz is going to miss uh, several more weeks per Ian Rappaport. Could be sidelined up to and into October. Uh, I currently have him projected in our preseason rankings projections uh, to play 13 games. I think he'll be back by the end of September, but uh, clearly this is a downgrade to him. If you have Wentz on your roster, I would just stream the position uh, until he's back. Uh, It's unfortunate that uh, he didn't make it back in time, but this is one of those situations where maybe we're a little too optimistic about uh, an injury in the offseason and that player's recovery. Apparently he looked pretty good in the warm-ups yesterday, so uh, hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. Uh, Jenny Vrentes of Sports Illustrated uh, reported that Alshon Jeffrey uh, is a few weeks out as well. He's got a couple more ma- uh, visits to the doctor that he has to make. Uh, when asked if he was still a few weeks out, he nodded, so looks like Jeffrey's going to be out maybe for two or three more weeks. Alshin Jeffrey is, you know, the wide receiver one there in Philly, but Nelson Aguilar was kind of nipping on his heels in terms of the targets. Uh, Zach Hurd's also will pick up some of the slack. Mike Wallace wasn't very involved last night, but he should see a few extra targets if Jeffrey remains out. We haven't had a podcast since the Jarek McKinnon ACL tear, so I want to talk about that a little bit. You can find an article that I wrote on 444 on the front page there. Uh, it should be at the bottom of the articles, which uh, San Francisco running back is the one to own. It looks to me like this is going to be a committee with um, Matt Breda doing the change of pace, uh, third down roll, getting a few extra carries more than a a typical third down back, and Alfred Morris doing most of the uh, carries on first and second down. I looked at Breda's receptions last year. I, I wanted to take a look because his catch rate was pretty abysmal. It was like 58%. That's terrible for a running back. He had four or five drops on 35 targets which is very bad, Uh, but I think the important thing here is the usage that he saw in the passing game from Kyle Shanahan. They didn't didn't, uh, scale back his workload at all towards the end of the season, so Shanahan stuck with him. He was top 30 in yards after catch of all running backs with at least 20 targets. Uh, He was ahead of Christian McCaffrey in that metric, so once he gets the ball in his hands, and he did make a couple tough catches, he just had some bad drops. Uh, once he gets the ball in his hands, he's really fluid getting up the field, turning his hips, getting up the field, and, and into space. So he can make big plays in the passing game. I think he'll take that role over for the, uh, for the 49ers. As for Morris, he's bigger. Uh, he's probably the better runner between the tackles right now. Uh, Breda's under 200 pounds. Uh, Morris isn't. So Morris figures to be the primary runner. Uh, if you look at what he did with the Redskins, Back in 2012-2013, when Kyle Shanahan was there as the offensive coordinator, Uh, Mike Shanahan was calling the plays, but uh, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Over those two seasons, Morris had 611 carries, 2,888 yards, averaged 4.72 yards per carry, and he scored 20 touchdowns over those two seasons. So Kyle Shanahan knows that Morris can run. Uh, I think they lean on him a little bit more in the running game and Breda more in the passing game. So I give uh, Morris the, the advantage in standard formats with Breda getting the advantage in PPR leagues. Morris is not terribly good in the receiving game. He's fine if he catches the ball with his hips facing upfield, but if he has to turn and then go upfield, he's not as effective. Okay, to talk a little bit about the Thursday night football game, uh, it was a pretty ugly game. Uh, Nick Foles looked terrible, Matt Ryan... Threw for 251 yards, but only averaged 5.8 yards per carry. I'm sorry, yards per attempt. One interception. Julio Jones, 10 catches for 169 yards on 19 targets. He obviously had a big game for his fantasy owners. Uh, Not much going on in the Philadelphia passing game. 117 yards, 2.4 yards per attempt. Zach Ertz led the uh, Philadelphia receivers with 5 catches for 48 yards. Nelson Aguilar had 8 catches for Eight catches for just 33 yards on 10 targets. They each got 10 targets. Darren Sproles was third in targets with seven. Jay Ajay, 15 carries for 62 yards and two touchdowns. I'm a little worried about Ajayi not getting any involvement in the passing game. He played under 40% of the snaps, which is sort of what his snap rate was last season. So that's a little bit worrisome for those who drafted Ajayi, expecting him to uh, see a big uptick in uh, snaps with LeGarrette Blunt gone. Uh, as for the... Atlanta rushing game, Devonta Freeman um, left the game with a knee injury. It was the same knee that he sprained in December of last year. He sprained his MCL and his PCL last year. And as of May, he was still feeling the effects of that knee injury, so he may have tweaked the same injury. We'll have to wait for more information from Atlanta uh, and the Atlanta Beat writers to find out if he's going to be okay. He did tell Mike Garofalo of NFL.com after the game that he would be okay. Uh, For what that is worth, not very much. Uh, If Tevin Coleman uh, is the starter there and Freeman is sidelined, then Coleman is a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. He saw 10 touches last night, uh, 26 yards receiving, 19 yards rushing, not very much. He did get the touchdown uh, for a decent fantasy day for for Atlanta uh, in the running game. So Freeman's out. Look at Coleman as an RB2, a priority add. Maybe a low-end RB1, depending on the uh, matchup. So that's it for this week's abbreviated solo podcast. Sorry for the technological difficulties, but we should be back in the swing of things next week. That's really all I wanted to talk about in terms of the priority information uh, to get listeners heading into week one. So good luck in week one, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Most Accurate Podcast.